everybody. Welcome to another episode of Steel Roses Podcast. This podcast is created for women by women. And um, the primary goal of this podcast is to have very honest and real discussions in an incredibly overfiltered world. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, you are hearing Jenny this morning. Um, I hope you've been enjoying um, our episodes thus far in season two. Um, today, I'm actually focusing on something um, I've gotten a response request um a few times from folks um and i think that there might be more out there um and the question is always around how how to get a podcast up and running um now there's a lot of components to you know if you have this feeling like so leading up to steel roses launching um my cousin melissa and i my melissa is um my co-host, um, she's not as pr- prominent on season two. She, she's taking a step back from recording, but um, she'll be popping in here and there. But she launched season one with me. And um, leading up to it, um, we kept having all these conversations around like, well, life in general. And um, we just kept saying to each other, like, oh, we should have a podcast. We should have a podcast. And then eventually the light bulb kind of clicked in my head. And I was like, wait, we really should have a podcast. Like, I kind of know how to do this through my job um let me let me do some research here so the feedback that i've gotten from from some mentors that i have and from guests actually that have come on the show is that um they'd love to have a podcast but they're not sure how and that they've looked it up but it's very confusing um i agree it is incredibly confusing <laughs> um I have a background in um, professionally in marketing, communications, and broadcast production. So I had a little, little, very, very small, slight edge um, when my cousin and I, when I said to her, I was like, "We should do this. We really should podcast." The first thing she said was, "I don't know how to, I don't know how to record. Like, I, I don't know how to do the editing. Like, who's going to do the technical stuff?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I can, I can do that. That's easy." Um, <laughs> Which it is. It's not that difficult. Um, so I want to break all that down with you. So now leading up to developing a podcast, clearly there's the creative parts of it, which are the fun parts is, um, you know, coming up with your title, your topic um, in Steel Roses in case like we have such a broad range of topics. Our topics is just women topics like topics related to women um, and elevating women's voices. That's our big thing. Um and then you want to think about your target demographic. Who are you trying to reach? Like, who are the people that you really are, you know, your audience that you're trying to reach? And you're going to tailor your content to fit your audience because you want to catch their attention. Um, so there's that part of it where you're figuring out all those bits. Um, and it's almost like writing a business plan. You want to figure all that out up front. And the reason why you want to figure it out up front and really write everything down and put pen to paper is because it will help you stay focused. Um, I have over the past year, several times, like had to take a step back from recording and what kind of topics we were going to do on the podcast to reorient myself. Like, does this make sense for the audience? Is this going to fit? In some instances, instances, I wasn't sure. And some of the episodes I weren't sure about were like the highest rated episodes. so again, like it's 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 a learning curve. There's a learning curve there. Um, so the content creation is important. Um, what I would say there is um, what I, you would use something that I would refer to as a content calendar. Um, and 
it could potentially be an actual calendar. That's what I'm developing right now. Um, but it literally could also be a notebook that you are writing ideas down in, in the beginning. I have gone through like four or five at this point. Um, because in the beginning, your thoughts are going to be all over the place. Um, now from a professional project management standpoint, um, I would say this is going to sound a little, you might, you might feel like this sounds overdone, but if you really want to do this and you want to do it the right way, you're going to want a status report. And what that is, is um, you're going to build a document. You can use Excel, Word, PowerPoint, whatever you're most comfortable with, but you essentially, or, and this could be a handwritten notebook, guys, it couldn't be as easy as you're just writing ideas down in a notebook. Um, you don't have to overcomplicate it. I said Excel because again, what I do professionally, I, I like Excel, but when I started doing this, because I was doing it like in between dealing with my kids and, and bath times and homework and all this stuff, I just had notebooks all over the place. And I was just writing stuff down to myself and notes to myself to remind myself of what I was looking at doing. Um, so start there. Your first step really is going to be like, get your ideas down on paper so you can stare at it and be like, well, does this make sense? Or maybe I want to go a little bit further. Um, now, step two is um, the technical part of it, in my opinion. Um, it took me a couple of months to research the different platforms that are out there because the technical part of it is is the part that will take a little bit longer for most folks. Now, you can always hire a podcast producer. I, I've supported folks with recording episodes and editing them and just kind of handing them off. Um, that's always something you can always hire someone like me. That's like, okay, I, I can help you with this and I'll just do it for you and hand it over to you. Um, I do think it's important to have a baseline understanding though, of what it is you're doing, because if you're going to hire someone to support you, you really should understand what that person is doing because that will help you determine how much, you know, if you agree with what they're charging you, it's important. It's important to be aware. Self-education, advocate for yourself. I'll say it on every episode. Um, so you can't go that route. You can just pay someone to do it. If you want to do it yourself, I do it myself. Um, there is some time commitment to it. So it takes me about for every episode that we air, it takes me about an hour to clean up the episode, um, layer in the music and post it. Um, it doesn't always take me an hour because some episodes while I'm recording, I know the recording went seamlessly. Um, and I don't have any notes to myself, so I don't listen to it again. I just throw it up and post it. Um, but sometimes there's episodes like I had I had a technical issue on a recording on two recordings for season two, and I haven't edited in it because it's gonna take me some time <laughs> to, to go through the whole bit. Um so if you decide to do it yourself, the first thing you're going to want to do is to determine um what software you're gonna use to record. Now, I know um, a lot of highly successful podcasters that use Zoom for their recordings for podcasts. Um, Zoom is a great platform, and it's super intuitive. We're all used to it at this point. Um, but I don't use Zoom. <laughs> I paused there because I was trying to figure out where I was going to go with that. I don't particularly use it. Again, I think it's very helpful to use it. And maybe when you're starting out, um, that might be the best platform because it's very easy to digest. Um, 
I wanted to go a little bit further for recording Steel Roses, but again, because I also understood the technical parts in the background. Now, um, as a host, you are going to want to have a microphone. They're like $50 on Amazon, super cheap. You can just go for a baseline model. I have a baseline model and it's amazing. Um, you, you can go for that, you know, make sure you get your microphone set up so that you have something to really capture your audio. Um, but in terms of choosing a recording platform, me personally, as a beginner, I did want to have a platform that was, um, very, I want, it needed to be user-friendly. I needed to be able to log into it and figure it out within like 30 minutes. I didn't want it to be overcome, overly complicated. Um, customer support is actually a pretty crucial element to this. And let me tell you why. And I'm, I, I can't speak to Zoom's customer support. So I'm not going to talk about them like that. But I will talk about the platform that I use. Um, I use Riverside as my virtual studio to record all of our episodes. Um, and that's like my home base. I went through the process of like looking up, you know, what are the top platforms that podcasters are using? Um, Riverside was up there. Um, Descript was up there. I tried Descript first, but I didn't find it intuitive. Personally, I struggled with it, but I actually have a fellow podcaster, loves it, uses it all the time. So this is one of those moments of like self-education. You are going to have to sign up for free trials for all the platforms and you're going to have to test it out. See what you're comfortable with. Again, if you're going to be recording yourself. Um, the other reason why I like Riverside is because the customer service is out of this world, like hands out out of this world. I've used it for my podcast and I've used it professionally during my day job too, um, for podcasts. Um, and anytime there was an issue with audio, if you message, if again, if you're paying for the service, um, I think I have the pro plan. If you, and it's not that expensive. I'm going to like, guys, it's not, it's actually not that expensive and it's well worth it. So I had a whole episode that I had recorded. Um, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I forgot my microphone and the audio was so low that I almost lost the episode and I was pretty devastated <laughs> because I would then have to re-record the whole thing. Um, and I, I didn't want to inconvenience the guest and I was just like really just upset about it. So I messaged the, um, live chat in Riverside and I gave them the audio um, identification number. And I was like, I, I forgot my, my mic. I can't believe this. Like, is there anything you could do on your side? Because on my side, the audio didn't get picked up. They came back around within 24 hours. They messaged me live and said, give us the ID number. We're going to look into this. Within 24 hours, they had come back around and said, we, we found your audio. We enhanced your audio. We were able to save it for you. Um, you know, just remember to use your mic next time. But here you go. Oh my God, if I had used a platform other than Riverside, maybe their customer service is not as good. I was able to salvage a whole episode. You know, there's stuff like that that you really have to pay attention to when you're looking at that. So that was a huge support to me because I know in the back of my mind that in the event that there's a glitch or something wrong or, or whatever, like I can lean on them for support and they will help me. Like that is worth it. That that hands down right there is is your backup person. And that's important to me because I'm doing this by myself. So like, I really need someone to help me get my wigman. Um, so that's a big deal to me. So 
I picked Riverside as my virtual studio. I will always use them. I love using them. And they actually have a whole bunch of enhanced features that I haven't even went through yet. They just rolled out a big update. Um, so that's the platform that you would use to record. Now, outside of your recording platform, you should also want to, you would also want to pick a recording platform that you can edit directly in um, and that you can layer music into. That was one thing. I think they might have changed it. Look into it if you're interested in this. But Riverside, when I first started using it, you could not add music to your track in Riverside. So what I currently do is I actually pull my audio file. It's an MP3 file. I pull that file out of Riverside and I put it into um, Audacity, which is an audio editor. It's a free audio editor at that. Um, and I layer my music in over there. I don't love that I have to go through two platforms, but it's been working for me. I still do it now and, and I'm going to do it probably for the foreseeable future. I think Riverside just updated and I think I can add media in now, um, but I haven't done it yet because I'm, you know, old and I'm used to my antiquated process now. Um, in any case, um, so that's my recording software. Audacity is my editing where I go in and I tweak everything. Um, then outside of the recording and editing, you also need to choose a um, podcast hosting platform. So um, I'm using Buzzsprout, but there's like tons of them out there. Buzzsprout was the first one I looked at. Super easy. They have great metrics reporting, which I really like. Um, and there's, I, I've just been very happy with them thus far. Um, they're also super quick to get the episodes uploaded and scheduled and, and kind of pulsed out. Um, sometimes there's a delay. <clears throat> there could be like a 24 hour delay in some instances, but usually when I post an episode on Buzzsprout, like I'm going to post an episode in the next hour or so. Um, normally when I post an episode on Buzzsprout, it's posted onto the um, podcast platforms within um, the hour. Um, also through Buzzsprout, they will help you. So this was a big question that I had when I started. How do I get myself onto the actual podcast platforms? Like, how does that work? How do you get your audio connected to all these? Do I have to individually do it? Buzzsprout takes care of that for you. So when you are setting up your um, podcast account, you actually do go in, you select which podcast platforms you want your audio to be featured on, and then you sign up for it. Now, in some instances, like Apple, there's an external process that you have to go through that takes a little bit longer. So we weren't featured on Apple right away. That took a, maybe a week or two of me like figuring that out. Um, and you do need an Apple ID for that. Just a heads up. If you don't have, if you're not an Apple user, you do need an Apple ID um, to get your podcast up and running on um, Apple podcasts. Um, Spotify is immediate though. And then there's a whole ton of like random podcast, like platforms that my podcast is is on and featured on um, that I all did through Buzzsprout. So they did cut out a lot of the guesswork in terms of that for me. Um, so I love it for that as well. Um, oh, and then Buzzsprout also has this really amazing um, AI feature that it helps me streamline getting my summaries together. They produce, um, they also produce your titles to help you with your descriptions. Um, there's just, there's a lot of really, really wonderful features. They'll, they'll produce social posts for you and write content for you. Like very, very cool stuff. And it's very helpful because someone like me who's doing podcasts part-time um, and then also works full-time and has everything else that I'm doing, 
that's very helpful for, for me. Like I need that extra support. I need that hand. Um, so I find that very, very helpful. Um, and then outside of all that, oh, intro music. Um, you can get free intro music online. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Seinfeld intro music, the little beat. Well, now I'm dating myself. If you're old enough to know what Seinfeld is, um, the little tune in the beginning of their their episodes, like that was free. Like you can find cool free music to layer into your your podcast tracks and you're gonna be all set. So there's I kind of ran through it quickly. Um but there it is somewhat easy to to get it all together, but you do have to do some research up front, make yourself comfortable with it. That's always where I start. Um, and that's what I did with the podcast. Like I upfront was like, well, what are the steps involved? And so I found a bunch of articles that told me the steps, but they didn't really go into the steps in depthly. Like you really have to do research on your own to really, really get in there and say like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um, and then outside of choosing your recording, your hosting platform, and then that pulses it out to you to all the episodes, you basically just decide how often you're going to do it. Um, I committed to weeklies and that's been working for me. It is a bit of work. Um, in some instances I record a pool of episodes up front and then I pulse those out. And so I can focus on other things for the podcast. Um, when I have the audio just kind of pulsing out. Um, and then that's kind of it. Like once you, once you have your audio, oh, that that's another tip too. If you're going to launch a podcast, I strongly recommend, um, pre-recording like five episodes up front, like just pre-record them, schedule them for weeklies or bi-weeklies or whatever, and just have that stock there. Um, I didn't do that in the beginning and it was a lot of pressure and, and on myself and my cousin to like hustle to make sure we had recordings and we we're doing it right and, and all that stuff. So um, that's just a tip for me to you pre-record <laughs> because I didn't do it and it was very intense. Um, but once you go live on Apple, there's that, okay, um, this is it kind of thing. And it is kind of scary. One of my friends that is launching her podcast this week, excuse me, um, the week of January 8th, um, she, um, she told me that she, when she posts about the podcast, cause she's still new to it, she she'll post and then she'll go and kind of like run away from her computer. And it's funny. Cause I kind of do the same thing. You get, it's scary to post something online because there's a lot of negativity out there. Um, but when you do start, um, when you do start putting your episodes out, um, the first step, your first audience, and this is everybody is basically going to be your friends and family. Um, that's where you're going to start is sending it to everybody that you know, and just saying, Hey, I did this. Take a listen. I would love it. If you take a listen, um, that's going to be your first audience is your family. Now from there, it just grows. I know that sounds a little crazy because, and you're like, well, what are you talking about? Now there's a whole, I'm not going to go into how to, you know, promoting it and promoting it on social and what you would do and how you're going to, how often you're going to do that. Like, I'm not going to go into that. Um, cause that's like a whole other like hour of discussion. And I could say a lot about marketing, but your first people that you're going to tell about is going to be your friends and family. And let them know, like, hey, I put this out there. If you sh you know, share it with people you think would like it. And then you'll slowly expand your network and start sharing it to the rest of your network as well. So um, it starts from there. And, I mean, I'm someone who 
has not a lot of online presence. Like that's not my life and I'm not into that. But what I did was that I just, we shared it with our friends and family and it kind of grew from there. And now I watched the metrics grow for all of season one and we have listeners all over the world. There's listeners across the globe. And that's from someone who is not, you don't have to be, you know, someone who has a million um, TikTok followers. You're not someone, you don't even need a hundred TikTok followers. Like you literally could just do this. And if you're consistent, consistency is going to be the biggest key for you. Consistently doing it is one, it's the hardest thing to do, but it's also something that's going to make you the most successful. And if you are going to commit to doing a podcast, I strongly, strongly recommend committing to sticking with it for at least a year. Don't give up after two episodes. Don't give up after 50 episodes. Commit to it for a year. Give yourself a full year to really dig into it, dig into your topic, dig, dig into your demographic, and get comfortable in the space. That's when you'll really start to see, like, is this being picked up? The other part here, the barometer is like, do you love doing it? Do you love this? Like, do you love it? Because if you love it, it's not going to feel like work to you. It's going to be something that excites you and you want to be doing it. So there's those personal elements there too, to make sure that like, yes, you're doing this. You love doing it. You want to continue doing it. It doesn't feel at work. That's how it is for me. I love it. I can talk about this all the time. I love talking to people about how to podcast. I, I have guests that have told me they want to do podcasting and I'm like, you let me know when you're ready and you come back around to me so I can help you. I will help you launch your podcast. Like it's, it's very, it, it, using your voice is such a powerful thing and you don't have to, I mean, you hear past episodes, like you don't have to be talking about crass, crass stuff. You don't have to be dragging people. If you're showing up just as yourself and you're being authentic and you're using your voice in a, in a great positive way where you're sharing something that's a value to yourself, people will pick up on your passion. And when they pick up on your passion, then they're going to stay with you because you're so passionate about what you're talking about. That's the secret that people don't really realize. You don't need the flash in the pan. Like you don't need to pick up on topics that's like, oh, well, everyone's talking about this on social media. Now, in some instances, like what, an episode earlier this month, like I talked about something specifically because it looked like it was a problem to me on social. And I was and my husband had told me about it and doctors were telling me about it. Um, check out the first episode we we did this year for Ozempic. It, you know, it was something that was important to me to talk to you guys about. But other than that, like pick some pick topics that are passionate to you that you could just talk about and lose yourself in. Again, like I could talk about podcasting for hours. I love talking about it. So it it's there. All the pieces are there. It's really a lot of like research and messing around. I have a lot of little recordings I did in the beginning just to test to see what it was like and what what audio file am I pulling. Go through the process of going through all the steps and you're, you'll see it's not that intense. And once you start doing it, it's so easy. And yes, it takes time and effort. But like if you again, if you love it, it won't feel like that. Um, so I just do encourage you if you're interested in doing it, um, definitely give it a, give it a shot. And give me a shout, like re reach out to me via the email that we have silverrosespodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find all of the contact information for um, the podcast on our website, www.steelroseswomen.com. I think it's linked in the description of the podcast. I think I set that on like an auto thing for me for all of the podcast episodes. Um, check out the website and reach out if you're 
interested in podcasting and you need some support for consulting, what have you, like this is this is it. And podcasting is the wave of the media future. Um, I think everyone, my, and myself included, I would I didn't pay attention to podcasts in the beginning. But now I know, and I know for a fact, because I know professionally, I've seen big, big organizations going into podcasting. I know this is a big deal. And podcasting, I've seen it written, like I've seen some articles published that says like, this is the wave of the future. Like, this is it. This is how we're getting our information. This is how we're getting our entertainment. I strongly suggest if you're interested in doing it, look into it look into what the what you want to do and reach out to myself or someone else for consulting if you if you need support in that nature but you can figure this out it it is it is something you will be able to figure out and do um so i hope you found this episode interesting um and i hope it was helpful to you um and maybe in 2024 i'll see some other podcasts coming on the scene that um i could talk about too cuz i love promoting other people's podcasts um that's that's this whole community and network of podcasters that I'm in touch with now. Um, as they launch, I support them and they come on my podcast and we support each other. And that's all part of it because there is enough for all of us. There's enough audience out there for all of us. There's enough niche markets out there for all of us. You have something you're really passionate about, go for it. Just go for it. Um, and then if you have any questions, you know, find someone to consult with and you have our information on the website. You could always reach out and um, I do consulting work for others as well. So it's just one of those things like, let's do it, go for it. Um, so again, I hope you find this episode um, interesting and useful. Um, and I hope that um, you stick with us for our next episode. So um, our next episode, just a small teaser there. Um, this is one of my, I, I'm in my head, I'm dubbing them my, my everyday, everyday women episodes. Because um, we have a lot of heavy high level women coming on this season but I also want to make sure there's space for um everybody basically and everybody's voices so on our next episode we are actually talking about um obesity and um the messaging that society really has given women in terms of how we think of ourselves and how we view ourselves um January is being focused a little bit more on weight management topics just because I know this is where everyone's mind goes um after the holidays with those new year's resolutions so just something I want to make sure that I was completing the circle on messaging for everybody um I hope everyone enjoyed again and um we'll see you next time take care